Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. Episode 60. Can you believe it? Ooh. Patreon. I'd like to thank my supporters over at Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe. Thank you, brother. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. The Canadian election is happening right now. I implore those who vote, hopefully everybody, to think consciously about the environment with your vote. It does matter. It will make a difference. We, we can't just deny things that are going on. Uh, just think about the environment with your vote. Mason Tim at the Bearded Bear 95 and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you guys so much. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. You'll see all the tiers over there. And uh, yeah, support your boy. This week for the mental health check, I'm just finding myself in a, a state of gratitude. With the seasons changing, it's, it's just such a nice time to take a breath and slow down and realize what I'm thankful for. And when I look around and just see my my new family surrounding me and all the people who are in my corner, all the people who want the best for me. And the fact that I have a new place, um, someone who loves me, a new job. Uh, it's It can be really easy to look at the things that you don't have, but sometimes you just got to take a breath and realize that, I guess for myself especially, is I'm in the place that I've dreamed of for a long time. And... It's okay to be appreciative of that. It's okay to live in the moment and just take note that life's good. We can have ups and downs, but sometimes we're, we are what we dream we want it to be. And speaking of dreams, with Sober October, about uh, yeah, 14 days in at this point, my dreams are so much more vivid. <laughs> I've got some crazy dreams, one of which I was a football coach and I called the a QB sneak, which went for like 98 yards. It was, it was something else. Um, yeah, dreams are back and working pretty well. Another thing I've noticed, because I've gone to a crazy amount of parties or get-togethers this month, and for the first 30 minutes at a party, I'm kind of sitting there with my water or whatever I'm drinking, and I, I feel a little awkward. I feel like I'm not on the same level as other people who are maybe having a beer or something. And for that th- first 30 minutes, it's like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Like, I would like to have a beer and, you know, socialize with people. But then after that 30 minutes passes, again, I'm, I'm left with a bit of gratitude. Just, you know, if I'm at a real, real party, is being having my wits about me, knowing that I'm not going to have a rough day tomorrow, just being in total control of my mind, my words, my tongue, all that stuff, and just enjoying the moment for what it is and the social interactions and each conversation and knowing I'm going to remember everything. Again, I can look at the things that I don't have or appreciate the the things that I do. And this month has just been a, a nice way to take a breath and slow down and just realize what I really do have. And one of those things that I'm gaining more understanding of is again, my sleep schedule. Talked about that the last couple podcasts. And again, this is kind of like a deep dive. I don't, 
like I don't I've never been like diagnosed with different mental illnesses or that sort of thing but I do see sort of some bipolar tendencies in the mood swings and such that I have I, I can see a manic period and a depressive period where times where I have all the energy in the world and I think man I can do no wrong this is awesome and other times where I can't get off the couch and just it's it's monotonous life is a warm blanket that's not comfortable and one of the things I've noticed is when I try and push my sleep out of the way and not take care of it and just, you know, burn that midnight oil, I bring on these manic periods where I just have this, this energy that's destructive and it's at its core. And it leads me to bad decisions, quote unquote, bad decisions. And it's just, it again, reminded me of this kind of dualism that life is full of where nothing is good or bad, but just in life, we make choices and we're never going to be 100% right or 100% wrong or 100% perfect or 100% a failure. Kind of to quote uh, Sirius Black in Harry Potter is we make decisions throughout our days, throughout our lives. And the decisions that we make influence who we become. So just who do you want to become today? Who do you want to become in your life? Really stop and think about that and just reflect. Are the decisions you're making leading you in that direction or are they leading you somewhere else? Because at any point today, we can stop and make the decisions that we want to make. Today, I want to be a, a lovely spouse. I want to be a good friend. I want to be a great podcast host. And I want to show y'all the great podcast that I recorded with Jason Ingham, coach personal trainer. As if you heard the Matt Nafe podcast a couple pods ago, he mentioned Jason and from there we got in touch and we we just brought up a great show for you. If you're into personal training, if you're not, if you're thinking about getting in the gym, this is a great show for you. We talk about his experience as a trainer, his story, the idea of progress, not perfection. Uh, we go over like advice for someone who's just starting the gym, advice for someone with more experience in the gym, getting over plateaus both in life and in the gym, nutrition, biggest blind spots, everything you can think of. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Bring It Daily if you want to get in touch with Jason, or you can head on over to BringItDaily.com, his website also available on his Instagram. On a, if you scroll through his Instagram real quick, you'll find a couple of videos like how to build the perfect workout. Jason is such a wealth of knowledge and I love his perspective on things. I love how concise he makes really important information. I cut this podcast a little shorter because I don't want this these nuggets of information to get lost in a long podcast. The things that he say, they can be applied to everything, especially the gym. And it's something that I'm for sure, I've taken a lot from this podcast myself, and I know you will too. So let's get to it. Head on over to iTunes, review the show, or wherever you really get the podcast, review the show wherever you can. Leave me five stars, I'd appreciate it. Patreon, if you want to support the show, share it with a friend, whatever you want to do. Hope you have a great day, a great Thanksgiving weekend if you're in Canada, whatever America's doing, just have a good one. (laughs) Yeah, just, you know. Take a moment, take a breath, realize what you have. 
no matter what, it, no matter how small, no matter how tough, there's always something to be appreciative for. Without any further ado, please welcome Jason Ingham. All right. And Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Ty. I'm great. Awesome. Uh, so I figured best place to start would just just like, tell the people who you are. Uh, I don't know if like want to go into your story a bit, like how you got from to, to here this point in your life. Uh, I'll leave that kind of open-ended for you. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, I'm a personal trainer based out of uh, Ottawa. Um, I've been involved in training in some capacity for the past 20 years. Um, I've been a personal trainer for the last 10. Um, I work currently in a good life, um, the good life hunt club, if you happen to be in Ottawa. And uh, I have a lifestyle consulting company called bid health and performance. Um, where I come from is like, I grew up a fat kid. So, <laughs> you know, I probably stumbled into the gym for the first time around 13, 14, after trying to pick up some weights in my basement. Uh, that my mom actually, my mom used to lift. So oh. uh, she had some sand weights down there. And I actually dug those up. And then uh, the first time that I pinned myself on the bench press, I decided <laughs> it was time to make my way into the gym. And uh, that's kind of the start of the journey. Okay. Um, I went from fat kid to, I guess, decently in shape. Um, I went through some hard times in my early 20s. And uh, I got out of shape again. And I became the fat kid again, mm-hmm. except the fat adult. And uh, that lasted for a couple of years. And then I kind of took control of things and I found powerlifting around 25. Um, I trained with some pretty strong dudes um, in my late 20s. And then, you know, at the same time, I was kind of dabbling into the the personal training space. And um, I was working in the telecom industry and like, I was like, I need a change. And I didn't want to go through the whole corporate hustle. And um, then I was just like, I might as well just make the jump. And I did. And I thought it was going to be a side hustle. And then I just kind of fell in love with it. And uh, that's kind of what led me to here. Cool. Yeah, I uh, definitely see some similarities in, I guess, my story and your story. Uh, fat kid turned gym goer, turned fat kid again, <laughs> turned found a passion. Uh, yeah, I guess that's not exactly a unique situation. But, um, you know, we all kind of find our own path through that. Um, what was your experience going from just a place of, maybe just unhealthiness to finding something more healthy. I mean, I feel like everybody in their life goes through certain seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, uh, the experience was tough every time that I went through a new season of life, you know, you have different challenges. And I found that, you know, every decade brings its own uh, sort of laundry list of things that new responsibilities, things to balance, you know, other people that factor into decision making. So a lot of it has been just trying to discover that for myself and figuring out like how to balance those things while so accomplishing and not giving up on the things that are, that matter to me. So mm-hmm. my experience has just been, you know, an ongoing learning experience and challenging my assumptions and uh, just figuring out ways that work. And that's, that's a lot of what I help people with. Yeah. And it can, it's like one thing to understand like your, your goals and what you want to go after. And it's a whole other thing to actually apply that and, and make a plan to go after it. What Absolutely. was your yeah? What was your experience like going from I want to change to actually getting a plan? Um, I think the first comes the decision. 
Mm. Um, because it, it was not just like, I'm going to put together a plan and uh, everything's going to go great. It's more like, you know, everybody has, and especially myself, a bunch of things that they want to do. And I had to actually decide that, you know, that now was the time and I was actually going to just take some action. So for me, it's always been like I had to do something where I just kind of stepped into it first and then figured out the plan as I went rather than the other way around. So, you know, I could spend all all day just looking at a piece of paper and like trying to write out the perfect notes um, and the roadmap to where I want to be. But the, the first step for me has always been to just like get into it and then, you know, sink or swim. Yeah. Jump in the deep end, see what happens. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I say it's the same kind of thing as podcasting. If you wait to get the perfect first episode, you're never going to click record. At a certain point, you just have to start, find your starting point and then grow from there. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, like that's like the same thing for Jim. Same thing for a lot of things in life, really. Um, and I'm and you know, now that you're on the trainer side of this, has that kind of grown your perspective on this whole thing as well? I mean, um, it's just realizing that there's different personalities hmm. and, um, uh, you know, everybody has different functions and the way they handle things and their challenges. And, uh, there's some commonalities, absolutely. Um, and common struggles that we sort of go through, but on the trainer end of things, just, um, I can't get everybody to do things exactly the way that I would do things just simply because they just don't function like that. Hmm. And that can be maybe easier or more challenging in some cases. Um, it's just kind of discovering like what sort of speaks to, to most people. Yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds like it can be a big challenge. Um, is there, I guess you, then there are like the commonalities. What are some of the common things that get in the way of training? Um, the biggest things are going to be just time in general. So like what, what takes up your time, mm -hmm. um, people's environments and their, you know, who's around, uh, what's around. So you know, if if I use the example of like most people have a significant other or somebody else that's involved in decision making, um, whether that be in the household or even just in the workplace. And mm -hmm. a lot of times somebody's time is not necessarily their own all the time. So it's getting that uncomfortable conversation of being like, this is important to me. I would like to take care of this. OK, so um, would you mind supporting me in that? A lot of people have challenges going there and having that conversation. So I, I'd say that probably be one of the biggest ones is in terms of time um, accountability, mostly because uh, we always have things that are um, pulling us away from the things that we want, um, you know, put out the fire now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's how do you find balance between those things and just not really being clear on, on where to start. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times that lack of clarity prevents that first step. So we talked about, well, you just mentioned like you're, you kind of jump into things. Uh, I jump into things, but not everybody's like that. So they, they need some clarity in terms of where to start. Yeah. Even with my experience of jumping into things, it's never easy to actually start. Um, yeah. You can get in the way, life can get in the way, but I always think there's always a thousand reasons not to do something, but <laughs> you just need to find one that'll get you up out of your seat. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of fascinated a bit by people who find success and the daily routines that they have, because I kind of look at life as we can break it down and the more we can break it down, the easier it can be to understand. Absolutely. So I'm just curious of what your daily routine is. Um, my normal day to day, pretty much like Monday to Saturday is, uh, I get up around five. Um, I typically have breakfast, which is to me is super regimented. Um, 
then I'll either write, uh, respond to some emails, uh, maybe make a couple of comments on somebody's workout, and then I'll kind of prep for the day, uh, get my lunch together and such. Then I'll head into the gym, crush a workout. Uh, then I'll get everything gathered for my day and just kind of start the day from there. Usually I start actual, you know, work and such around um, uh, eight, nine o'clock, depending on the day mm-hmm. and uh, do what I need to do all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then uh, like the way I've kind of in my own life break it up is you control your morning, you cope with your afternoon and you concentrate on what's important in the evening. That kind of sounds like it, it like falls into that basically what you just described there. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have fairly long days, so I'm usually in the gym somewhere between 10 to 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So um, the exception being like the, the Friday and Saturday. So there's not a ton of stuff to do in the evening other than just like have dinner and connect right. and uh, maybe try to get a post out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, the rest of the time is just like trying to find those opportunities yet, uh, you know, uh, find where the gaps are and get things done. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, you can be in the gym up to what, 14 hours a day. Like that's, I, I've had some monotonous tasks and the gym is not exactly a monotonous task, but it can be difficult to I guess, stay on track or just keep your, your focus on and bring your energy to each person that you're with. How do you balance yeah. that throughout your day? Um, I mean, contrary to popular belief on that one, um, I feel like my energy is easy to come by most of the time, um, just simply because I, I get so fired up by uh, the people that I work with. Honestly, I have great clients. I have great staff. Um, you know, just a lot of times, you know, the, the, the purpose of, of whatever I'm trying to accomplish kind of gives me the energy. I only notice at the end of the day when I get home and I'm like, oh, that was a long day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but it, I think just mostly just being stimulated by the things that I'm trying to do and every experience is kind of new because there's people to interact with. So they're throwing things at me. I'm problem solving um, or I'm just kind of taking part in their energy. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you can tell that you're passionate about what you do. So I, I guess that really does help. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that. And you mentioned earlier as well, like your nutrition, like you eat, like you eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that stuff. I know nutrition is different for every person and it's all about like finding what works for you. I'm just curious for you, what is your nutrition? Is it planned meticulously? Is it like, what is that for you? (laughs) Uh, It it is not planned meticulously in the sense that uh, I I very much like coach the way that I I practice my life. Um, So I'll, I'll say like I, well, I said before that my breakfast is pretty regimented. It's something I've always done. Um, so I literally eat the same thing every single breakfast unless we're going out for brunch, um, which is like usually a day a week. Um, and then I'm it's not that. Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> brunch crowd all day. Yes. Um, so lunches are always going to be whatever the leftovers were from the night before. So that's kind of part of our routine is that we usually make, you know, big meals um, enough to bring enough for the next day. So I don't really have to stress about it. And then uh, dinners are, are always new because that's part of our, our negotiation as a couple um, to, you know, like my girlfriend doesn't like to eat the same thing every day for the most part. So uh, we come up with a plan every every week before we do groceries of like, OK, so like what are we eating for dinner each night? 
and uh, that kind of allows us a structure and, and enables us to make sure that we have the things that we need in order to you know kind of stay on track because if there's ever a night that you don't really know what you're baking you don't really have any plans um you have nothing ready you, you know what's happening here you're, you're dial you're dialing the old pizza the yeah pizza exactly exactly yeah no and just taking away stress from the rest of your week as well just knowing what's coming up i i, I can't say enough about planning especially when it comes to meals because like you said you don't want to open up the fridge see nothing defrosted nothing ready to cook up in there and you just well saw again yeah i <laughs> i can relate so much to that <laughs> um so a lot of people who listen to this podcast are probably just at the start of their fitness journey Mm-hmm. What, what kind of, what sort of advice would you give to people who are yeah, maybe haven't even stepped in the gym yet? Um, start somewhere. Um, and anything that you can do to, to really just uh, take one step forward is going to help you. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. And a lot of times you know, you'll find people around you kind of shoot down your ideas or try to make them more complicated than they need to be. Yeah. If you have an idea of where to start, whether that's, you know, crushing your seven day a week routine or just simply like going for a 10 minute walk like once a week, that's where you start. You, you start with, with what you can own um, and then kind of build up from there. Um, the other piece is the sooner that you can get some help, uh, the quicker it's going to be for you to, to get on task. And that's um, even for myself when I made the, I, I sort of came back to the gym space because um, I, I took about a year off around like I think I was 23 at the time. So 23 to 24 was like a dead zone of just me eating and uh, mm-hmm. let myself go. Um, I actually hired a coach and I trained with him for three and a half years. And that was honestly the, the biggest step in progression that I ever had. And I didn't realize like, at that point I'd already been many years into being in the gym. So I thought I, I knew what I knew, but I didn't understand like the impact that I could make. So that's the other piece is like the sooner you can get help from somebody Somebody's going to keep you accountable, whether that be somebody that you pay for or somebody that just cares a hell of a lot about your goals and knows what they're talking about, then, you know, that'll be a big step. Yeah, absolutely. And having someone in your corner about that whole process, that's, I don't think enough can be said about that. Um, 100%. I mean, times can get tough and having, whether it's accountability or support or just encouragement, whatever that is, uh, that's, yeah, I, I can't say enough about that. You mentioned you had a coach. Was there anyone else in your corner? And how important was that encouragement to have through those tough times? Um, I, I feel like that's the only time that I really had somebody um, really guiding the process for me. Because for the rest of the time, I was mostly just driving myself. So I meticulously sort of read through every fitness magazine under the sun. Um, I picked up books, I listened to podcasts, I watched videos, read blogs, like whatever, like anything I could digest. And that actually caused a lot of confusion for me because I didn't know where to start. Um, I was trying to apply way too many things. And then just having somebody to kind of filter that information based on being successful um, really is the thing that was a game changer for me. So everybody starts in a different place, but that's, that was my problem. It's just too much information. And gotcha. I think in this day and age, like there's tons of information online and I feel like, um, there's many people that might be suffering from the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Too many options can just be so overwhelming. Um, I know the same thing for me. I, uh, I, I don't want to like, like say I have the same, like a, a similar story, but I mean, I played football, was in the gym. And then quit football 
got cheated on, got hurt my back, just got into the cycle of depression where, and binge eating came with that. And just having someone to understand what I was going through, being my gym partner, and then myself and my spare time, just researching everything I could about nutrition, gym routine, all that stuff, like making, making it important, I guess that was, that was something that really helped me to, I don't say write the ship, but just open my eyes to, I don't have to choose, or I can choose to be something different if I want to be. I can choose to make a healthy decision. I don't have to stay down this destructive, unhealthy path. Um, yeah, I don't know if that kind of is similar or sparks anything with you there. Man, hit it right on the head. <laughs> um, you know, kind of really similar things, man. Like, you know, probably like 22 years old, um, just kind of went through a really rough relationship. Um, everything kind of fell apart from there, working a job that I hated, you know, and uh, just food was comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether I admitted it or knew it at the time or not, it just kind of was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just distractions and um, you know, all it takes is just like that sort of flip switch, you know, like flip the switch to, to kind of like turn things around, but just start with that action. Yeah. It's not easy to flip the switch, but you can flip the switch. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we've kind of been circling with the idea of, you know, just jumping and just start is that progress, not perfection. Because for myself, I've, I would consider myself a bit of a perfectionist, um, much, much less so than I was before. And I think the perfection part was what was keeping me out of the gym, keeping me from really committing to something and instead focusing on the process, focusing on, focusing on the progress. Just what are your, like, I, I saw that as one of the posts on your Instagram and it's at bring it daily. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, I saw you post that under one of the little wisdom tips you put on there all the time, <laughs> which I love. Um, yeah, just talk about the progress versus perfection uh, paradigm. So, you know, similar to yourself, like I'm, I'm typically a perfectionist, um, and that's just a form of procrastination most of the time. Hmm. You know, it's not, it's not good enough yet. Um, so, a lot of times when it comes to making change, um, we get obsessed with like, I don't have the perfect plan yet. I don't have all the details sorted out. I don't know where to begin. And that's something that sort of prevents that, that crucial key, which is just taking a step forward. And um, what I mean by progress, not perfection, is like, you just, you just need to move the dial somehow, regardless in some way, every day, you just need to do something that's going to make you better. Um, And it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's better that you take 356 steps forward than like, you know, one or two perfect steps forward. Right. Um, and that's the idea behind it is like, you know, there's got to be a daily commitment to trying to make yourself better, even if some days fail and mm-hmm. some days will fail. Um, but it's, it's just kind of looking back at that and just being able to, to be objective about it and just, you know, being able to ignore that and just find the next thing you're going to just when I'm going to act on. Right. And the, the thing is, too, is we learn through these failures. It's not like life ends because we're not perfect. It's we need these failures to learn, you know, what doesn't work. And that just, again, it's kind of simplifies our options a bit. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, again, like some people on the show would just be getting in the gym. But I also know that I have some athletes that listen to the show um, or people who have been in the gym for a while as well. And one of the things that I found most frustrating in my experience is when you hit that plateau, when Mm -hmm. 
maybe you have to change things up. Maybe it's just you keep running to the same problem over and over and over and you need something different. What has been your experience with plateaus and do you have any advice to overcome plateaus? Um, well, I've, I've competed in powerlifting in the past. Um, I still would like to say that at some point in time, I'm going to get back to, to lifting and, and not just coaching. But um, one thing that I've noticed even like for myself as far as plateaus is usually you're ignoring your biggest blind spots. Mm. Um, so for me, I had a sort of laundry list of uh, little and larger issues that I, I wasn't dealing with and just figuring that I could just push past it um, if I just worked harder. And I just had to, I was kind of forced because of, of one injury to kind of step back and re-examine uh, what I was doing and kind of source a couple people that helped me out. Uh, I worked with a really good physio um, and that just kind of opened up a new possibility in terms of my way of thinking. And I was able to sort of strategize a plan around that. So when it comes to plateaus, it's, it's not really a question of, you know, you, it, it's almost like a clue that like what you're doing doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. Uh, for your current situation and you need to change something and sometimes you need to change something drastically and that's what you need to re-examine is maybe you have to take a couple steps backwards in order to move forwards um, and that's pretty much what every plateau gives you is just the opportunity to uh, just kind of re-examine what you're doing and move forward. Uh, the other piece of that is like sometimes a plateau is not really a plateau it's just you haven't invested enough time so mm -hmm. Like many times we can get super impatient and I, I know I've been super impatient and trying to push things up. Um, and that's the things that set me back. Uh, it's just not trusting the process and trusting the process is not innate. Um, you might have the bulletproof plan, somebody guiding it, but you might not trust that person uh, enough to allow the process to unfold. So you start sabotaging it somehow. Right. Um, or just the opposite. It's like you're, you're not following the right advice. So you assume based on that advice, because it was vetted that that's perfect for you and you just keep doing that thing, but it's not actually resulting in um, the thing that you're trying to accomplish. So uh, that plateau might not be a plateau. It might just not be enough time invested or enough time invested in the right direction. Hmm. I love that so much. The, looking at it as an opportunity, not only for self growth, but for maybe even perspective changing. Like you said, it doesn't always have to be a plateau. It can just be trust the process a little more because these breakthroughs do happen. And I'm a big, uh, big proponent for as in one thing in all things. So you can mention there, you know, in the gym, you might be ignoring your biggest blind spots. Well, in life, we can hit these plateaus as well. And I think that also applies. Like um, there's the opinion of, we can depress ourselves in ways like staying up late, eating a, not, a, a diet not rich in nutrition, um, just spending all your time on Netflix, whatever that is, is we can be our own enemy in that way, but we also can ignore the blind spots that we have in our own life. And I'm assuming for yourself, just the way you're talking, that you do a lot of self-reflection. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, I guess I, a little question is, what how do you stay self-reflective um i feel like it's a it's a daily audit mm -hmm. um there, there isn't any real process to it but i find like a lot of times just honestly posting on on the gram uh is a good opportunity to just you know take uh some accounting of the day and uh think about the lessons of, that i've either earned that day or in that week or in that month or just in my lifetime um and i've typically done quite a bit of writing 
um, not always uh, posted, but the idea is just that when I put something down, it lets me reflect on some of the lessons that, that are available to me that I, I might have not really gleaned in the moment. Yeah. I get the sense that you just approach every day like a new opportunity. And I, I just, I love that. <laughs> new opportunity, new challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, I guess sometimes we can get so caught up in the, in the day-to-day monotony and such, but if we look for an opportunity, it is there. And just, just the way you're answering these questions, the way that I guess I can see some similarities as well. It's just approaching each day. Like it's new, like you can accomplish something. Um, not, you know, we only have so many days in this earth, so let's make the most of them while we can. Let's learn the lessons that are there for us. I, I just love it. hundred <laughs> percent. I know one of the things that, that really stuck out to me when, uh, when I read it, I don't know if you ever read like Nate Green stuff. Um, I don't but believe so. He, he's a guy who's worked for a company called Precision Nutrition for many years, but he also used to write for a, co- for a company called T-Nation. And uh, way back, like probably I was, I was, again, like probably 23, 24 at the time. So probably like uh, 10, 11 years ago, um, he wrote a book called The Hero Handbook. And like one of the things that like is not new now, but like was talking about Momentum Mori, which is like, you know, kind of uh, taking each day, um, you know, as if it's your last one. I just remember your mortality is really the, the same. And I try to be mindful of that. And it's, it's definitely an ongoing process and not letting every day sort of just blend together. Um, but the older I get, the more reflective I am on that piece of just making sure that, you know, I, I do make an impression. Um, I do something of worth on a, on a day-to-day basis. And it's not always easy, uh, but that's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've, when you were saying that, it reminded me of the, uh, own, own your day, own your life by Aubrey Marcus, Yeah, where basically every, every single day you have an opportunity to do the different things that basically allow you just to, again, control your day and get the most out of a day. And maybe that's doing something new. Maybe that's having a routine that frees you up to experience life for what it is and not just do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, it's in the end, it's a choice. Absolutely. Yeah. So I ask all my guests on the show, the same question. What is one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? I think the (laughs) biggest tip, um, for myself has been that, uh, you always have the opportunity to change whatever's going on. Hmm. Um, you know, if you don't, like your current situation, you have control over that until you're six feet underground. Um, and it's just like taking control of that. And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's difficult, uh, but it's not going to change by just ignoring it, hoping for it to get better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it can be so easy just ignore and try and try and, you know, not look at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> you know, the closet's overflowing, but I'm just going to keep shutting this door. Right? Yeah. It can be very easy to do that, but you know, you don't have, it doesn't have to be that way. hundred percent. Awesome. So where can people find you online? And if they were curious in, of getting into training, how would they get in touch with you? Um, you can find me, uh, online at, uh, well, on IG at bring it daily, um, on Facebook, bring it daily. And, uh, my website is www.bringitdaily.com. 
Um, it has pretty much all my training information, a little bit of info on me, uh, a little bit of my story, and uh, the opportunity to just set up a call with me. If it's just simply to troubleshoot what you're doing right now, I offer that free um, and take it from there. It's just a conversation. Um, and as far as um, in person, if they do live in Ottawa, um, like feel free to drop by my gym, uh, Good Life Fitness on Hunt Club. It's Hunt Club in well, it's Royden, um, across from the Costco, so go check it out. <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I've uh, been looking forward to this for a week and a bit now, and uh, <laughs> I was I was glad I was able to make the connection with you. And yeah, just thank you for bringing your knowledge. Thank you for bringing yourself. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thanks so much for having me, man. This was awesome. Not a problem.